Christian Cargill Radio Show. How beautiful the radiant bride who waits for her groom with his light in her eyes. Is it when people come together? Um, wow, what a week it has been for that, Jerry. As you know, certainly here in North Carolina, we've seen people pouring in for the reliefs of Hurricane Florence. As people come together, we hear the stories really amazing stories. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? It's, it's just amazing sometimes how you can see how even something as devastating as that, how God is able to work through it. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely it's amazing. And there's so much I want to share about this. God has really had me on a lesson plan about the body of Christ and kind of coincidentally, but really neat as we have another episode of Christian Car Guy Theater coming up at the end of the show, which was kind of written as a, with that being an underlying theme of it is how we need these different pieces. And, and Jerry, I know, we we once did a a whole series with you on you know because the body of Christ and being a body guy you know he's our <laughs> Christian body shop guy has been for years that you know if you don't have the fenders and all that stuff in the unibody it, it supports the whole process right yeah it's just like you know that's how our 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 existence here on earth should be you know the car is a perfect example of that as you mentioned you know without the unibody or the frame you know nothing else is going to work without a fender the headlight can't mount to it the vehicle is not drivable so it's just one thing after another that has to rely on something else to be able to function as an automobile and we're the same way yeah we are and i i came across something that just really blew my mind this week but before i go there i have to tell this story uh those who are familiar with the show, if you're the first-time listener, well, then, this is an introduction. We have a ministry inside the Christian Car Guy show called the Jesus Labor Love, which is car repair, labor, and, and, and often any more because of the donations, just car repair for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. And so, you know, I have lots of applications coming in every week and opportunities to call these folks and pray with them. Well, yesterday afternoon, I was kind of stressed um, as I was trying to complete this uh, Christian Car Guy Theater episode, and I was waiting for lines to come in and trying to get all that together. And that was when I came back from lunch, that was on my heart. I got to get this Christian Car Guy Theater thing done. But I felt God tugging on me it's, when I checked my email that there had an application had come in for the Jesus Labor Love. You need to call them first. <laughs> was, I, was like, I was arguing. I was like, well, you know, I got, I got a lot I got to do here. But it was, no, you need to call them first. And when I went down and checked, you know, the applications, I saw that I had neglected this one since the 19th. I didn't know that it was even there. Somehow or another, it had missed my email or whatever. So when I called this, well, first I looked at her story and she was out of, uh, a domestic abuse situation, you know, just, you know, children that are struggling, all these kind of things. She needed a battery. It seemed like a pretty easy fix. And 
you know, just a really good opportunity. And when I called her, she was bawling. She was crying almost hysterically. Because she had gone and gotten a battery the day before because I was slack and hadn't called her. I didn't know it was there. But now she'd lost her keys and her son needed to be picked up at school. And it was like, I've got to find a way to get these keys. And, and I, you know, after I bought this battery and I thought things would finally be okay, but nothing ever goes right for me. And she was just, oh, she was going on and on. And she was so upset. And there was so much emotion there. And I'm like praying, God, what, what, what <laughs> do I do with this? Hey, God, you put me in this. Now, where, where do I get in to go? Well, he was pretty clear. He said, just ask her to pray with her. And so, you know, I said, is it okay if I pray with you? Well, when I said that, she went off on another, you know, whole direction. And for about two more minutes, you know, of all the things that she had been facing and all the obstacles. And when she kind of got done with that story, she said, oh, yeah, you can pray for me. <laughs> And so, you know, that she could find her keys because that was really, I said, we could get a locksmith or whatever, but to get your child picked up and all, we need to do that. And so I just prayed with her and and I could really feel God as I was praying for these keys and praying and thanking her for the courage to ask for help and, and her vulnerability to tell me what was really going on and, and all the emotion that she was sharing. And, um, I just felt the Lord saying, I got these keys. This keys thing's going to be handled. Well, you know, it wasn't 10 minutes later. It, it may have been an hour later or something like that. I got the most beautiful text you've ever seen in your life <laughs> from this woman who had, you know, because I had sent her my, my uh, cell phone number so she could call me if she couldn't find the keys and we'd get a locksmith out there. But she had found those keys. And the beauty of it, Jerry, was who, did she, who got the credit? God. Uh, absolutely. Right? She, she, and she was praising God. And so I was just like, how cool, how amazing is it when you get to be a blessing like that? And, and really all you did was kind of just, you know, just kind of be in the right place at the right time, but God kind of put you there. It all kind of comes together in that, in that situation. So I want to dive into what's inside a blessing. God's had me on that lesson plan this week. But I also would urge you, I would love to hear, that time you couldn't find whatever. And then all of a sudden you thought, oh, I could pray. (laughs) You know, you're struggling like crazy. And then all of a sudden you go, oh, I could pray. And what happened? I would love to hear that story. 866 Three four eight seven eight eight four is the call, number to call in and share. And since it happens so often with our car keys, you know this is a very car sensitive subject right here. Eight six six three four eight seven eight eight four is the number to call in. So, just to tease you a little bit about what's inside this blessing, if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, you'll see I posted this picture, and this picture is a camel kneeling. I don't know if you've ever seen a camel kneel, but it's a significant part of blessing. I did not know until the study I was involved in this way. And and also, there's a picture of the roots of the giant sequoia tree. And and I don't know how familiar you are with those, but when it comes to roots, of course, we're going to go deep and we're going to be going into that. And so I'm really looking forward to sharing that with you, Jerry. And, Uh, you know, it's... uh 
I mean, just just I'm, I'm gonna back up a little bit. Just that story, and uh, so many times we, as when when God puts the opportunity in front of us, we think we need to come up with that magic potion or that those magic words or the whatever it is, something to make everything better. When a lot of times all God does is is wants us to do is just to slow down, bring Him into it, and however that may be, and probably the best avenue. Is what you just did there, and and if I'm wrong, you correct me. But I think we see how God works not only in the person we're praying for, but also works in us. When God works through us, man, it is just uplifting, and it's uh, I, it's just it brings you something that's hard even to describe when you know that you were just an instrument that God was able to use to bless somebody else. Right, and that. Scripture that just runs through my mind constantly. Apart from me, you can do what? <laughs> yeah. I, I've been known to do a lot of that. That nothing. <laughs> Apart from me, you can do what, Robbie? Yeah. Eight six six. We would really, I would be blessed to hear your story of what was lost and you were found, or so to speak. But it all all has to do with bringing God into it. I would love that story. Eight six six. Three four eight seven eight eight four eight six six three four truth of course we would urge you to go to our website christiancarguy.com and there you're going to find the whole jesus labor love ministry what's involved in that the people that are volunteering for that opportunities for you to give to the cause but also we want to give you an update a little bit later in the show about our lady in south carolina I, it, you know i'll kind of give you a tease on that you know we didn't have anybody respond that they had a car for her in South Carolina. And so I got this message on Facebook, like, I knew God never answered my prayers. You know, what do you do with that? So we're going to talk about that when we come back. We got, right, another episode of Christian Car Guy Theater in the last segment. And what about the camel kneeling in the sequoia tree? Oh, so much coming at you on a Christian Car Guy show. Stay tuned. United We Stand is, is part of what's inside a blessing today at Christian Car Guy. And, you know, when it comes to the Jesus Labor Love Jerry or even this show, you know, it's, it's a matter of it's been a team since day one. And, you know, it, it takes everybody, a producer, all these different talents that come in and do Christian Car Guy theater and, and so many different aspects even the listeners obviously i shouldn't say even though but especially the listeners without them we don't have any reason to even be here <laughs> <laughs> we need that part we need you on the team for sure so it's an interesting thing to look inside of a blessing and so i have been kind of looking into that all week and i heard a podcast actually from uh, ransom heart uh where uh it's called Become Good Soil. It's a really, really good podcast. I, I really enjoy listening to it. And and uh, he mentioned about tree roots. He was talking about that, you know, if a Douglas fir sends down a root, you know, you know, 8, 10, 12 feet to, to have a tree that goes, you know, up 70 feet, which is 
kind of what you would think. Well, he goes, what about a sequoia tree? It goes 350 feet in the air. How deep do you think the roots go? And shockingly, they don't go very deep. They're, they're really pretty shallow as trees go. They only go five or six feet deep. But the interesting thing about sequoia roots is that they spread out and intermingle with all its fellow sequoia trees. And they live longer than anything else on the planet. I mean, they had 3,500 years and 350 feet in the air. And you can't help but see that God kind of has a lesson in that. (laughs) If you're trying to stand up tall out there on your own, you know, good luck with that. But united with these other trees, you know, there's, you've got this chance to glean from other people, you know, like I got information from this podcast or this radio show, but also, you know, clearly from the scriptures. And, And so... I know you're wondering about the camel kneeling. Well, we got to go there. So I, I was looking up the word blessing in Hebrew, which is Barak, B-A-R-A-K. And when you look into that definition, it clearly means to kneel. <laughs> and I mean, it's it's like, yeah, there's an implication that, you know, God's going to, you know, multiply you and all these things based on his early blessings in Genesis. But when you look at the etymology of the word, it, it, it means to kneel. And, and the clearer place to find that in Genesis, or almost any place else, is in Genesis 24, 11, you might remember Isaac uh, needed a wife, and Abraham sent his <laughs> servant out there to get him one, and he took 10 camels with him. And if you look in that verse in, in, in Genesis 24, 11, you're going to find that he barocked those camels and barocked them. Barak is twice in there that they kneeled and, you know, there you go. Well, I want you to think a minute. Have you ever tried to get a cat to sit <laughs> or to try to get a dog to heal when it found a girl dog that it was interested in? Or Can you imagine, if, if from what I understand, camels are more difficult to deal with than donkeys? So now you got to get 10 camels to kneel. And it would be kind of like trying to get me to go to bed when I was, you know, seven or eight years old. (laughs) It has to do with authority. And I don't know if you've ever, I heard a sermon this weekend talking about United We Stand. I heard my, my daughter took us to a wonderful church in Birmingham. And this pastor was speaking on the stoning of Stephen and he, he posed a great question, I thought. Do you ever think, why was it that they were so mad that they had to kill Stephen? What was it he said in that sermon, which you can read in Acts chapter 7 at length? What was it inside there that made these people just furious with rage that they would want to stone this guy? And he said, I really think it's the same thing that upsets people about the gospel anyway. And what it says is, you can't do this on your own. You can't be a lone tree out there that you need a savior. And, oh, by the way, you're going to have to kneel. Because <laughs> what does it say? Every knee will bow. I mean, it's kind of in there. But interestingly, as we kneel, right, there's a, a blessing in that. And so as I look at that, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, Wow. You know, I hadn't really thought about why the gospel was so offensive to people, 
But I, I know how offended I was when somebody tells me to do something. It's almost immediate that that rebellious spirit comes up, and I, you're not going to tell me what yeah, to do. I know what I know what's best for me. Don't you're, tell me you're not the boss of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so that whole concept of authority comes in there. And when you when you look at it, it's an interesting thing. At the same time, I hear another podcast. Of, um, on the Good Soil podcast, actually this week too, where he talked about that the only place that you see Jesus marveling or being amazed at somebody's faith, you know where that is? He was amazed by the faith of the centurion. And the centurion, what was it unique about his faith? Well, he was the one who said, well, I am a person under authority and he's understanding authority. And so I know that you as a person of authority, I don't, you don't have to come to my house. You, you know, I can send a servant and get that job done. And what does it say? Jesus marveled. And when you think about that, no wonder. You know, people in the military understand authority better than anybody, right? That's what we. That's the reason why a lot of people are sent to military school is to get a grip on authority. Yeah, it. You know, so many times in our in our lives, I'm. I mean, really, you know, I, I think people with authority want to strip us down to the point of almost being humble and submissive. You think about, you know, why would God want to do that? And what it is, it's just He wants us to strip all this this worldly stuff away and just. Just be between me and him, you and him, our heart and him. I mean, it's we allow so much worldly stuff and others and peer pressure to make us where you're not the boss of me because that's what the world tells us. Right. And so to kind of come back full circle to we were talking about this Jesus labor love lady who really desperately needs a car in South Carolina and her you know, God doesn't answer my prayers. And that all ties into this, and it all ties into the blessing, and it's really cool what God's doing in all our hearts. So when we come back, we're going to talk about that. Stay tuned. How beautiful the radiant bride who waits for her groom with his light in her eyes. I was listening to that song, all of a sudden it struck me of one of the key ingredients to this show over the years have been the callers, right? Yeah. That this show would not have been an 18th of what it, 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 because of the amazing stories, the amazing testimonies, the amazing stuff that God has done through our listeners that brings stuff that just blesses my socks off week after week after week. And, and that's part of that body of Christ. And, and interestingly, as during the break, all of a sudden Jerry remembered (laughs) he had a hurricane example of, of what happens when we don't stay connected. Go ahead. Yeah. As we're sitting here talking, we're talking about the roots and stuff. And I thought, Oh yeah, by the way, uh, Tuesday, long after the storm had gone through the winds had, uh, subsided and there was no real gust out there. Uh, 11.45, my wife heard something uh, 
hit the ground, shook the house, went outside, and we have this huge cherry tree that had just, the roots and all were just ripped up and had fallen over. And when they came out to look at it and stuff to get it cut up, one of the things he said, I'll remember, you know, he was talking about a year ago, we had to take another tree out that was close to this one. Well, he said, well, those roots have probably died and which those roots help support this tree. And so now if you look at this picture I have, it has these roots pulled out of the ground, and the tree laying on the on the ground. Uh, absolutely a, <laughs> a perfect example. <laughs> of how we're supported yeah. Yeah, we you gotta, know, by others in, in amazing ways. Well, you mentioned the callers, and, and Robbie, correct me if, if I'm wrong, because I'm going to put this one on you. I know for me, and I will guarantee you for you, and most people that's ever sit in one of these chairs on a Saturday morning, some of the calls we get just absolutely for a week or two weeks just just continue to go through my mind how God was able to either bless or get somebody out of a situation or work through a, a breakdown or repair or or whatever it may be. You know, it's just, as you mentioned, it is the callers. It is hearing those stories because it certainly brings joy to us and strengthens our faith but also just imagine what that does to all the people that are listening that are having a similar situation and the encouragement that is for them oh those stories have greatly affected my faith if i've you know i can think of hundreds literally that i i reflect on all the time i couldn't agree with you more that that's a lot of what's going on and but I have a very unique opportunity to connect to the body of Christ that I wanted to share. And it may not, again, seem like it has to do with cars, but it has everything to do with cars. Because years ago, Bob Young, who, you know, is our Christian junkyard guy, he said, Robbie, you wouldn't believe how many people go to crush their car and it still has a Bible in it. And so we have this box where we've taken these Bibles out of these cars, you know, before we crushed them. And I just have hundreds of Bibles. Do you know any place I can go with them? <laughs> and, and we've, we found places from time to time, but interestingly this week, I got a, a, a message on Facebook from a pastor in Uganda who specifically was like, and I posted it by the way, his address and all, if, if you feel like donating to a Bible to him, it's all there at christiancarguy.com. It's called Bibles for Uganda. But as I, as I was listening to that and thinking about that, I, I, I thought, you know what, Bob? I bet you there are wrecking yards across this country that have never known what to do with it. It's pretty hard to throw away a Bible. I hate to think one gets crushed. But think of all the people in China, all the people in India, all the people across the world who would give anything to have the word of God in their hands. And I've heard all those stories. Well, how cool. So Bob and I are, are praying and you can pray alongside of us. on how could we leverage all the wrecking guards that are out there with boxes of Bibles uh, from people, you know, that literally we're going to get crushed in, uh, along those lines. Um, I'm interested in, you know, we're not going to just jump out there and start a ministry, but I kind of feel a tug on it going, hey, what a cool thing. Yeah, I'm going to throw another challenge out for all those guys. And not only that, but if people have a Bible that they're not using stuff, I mean, put it on the table, put it on your counter out there and say, you know, if something's found in junk cars or whatever, free Bibles. Somebody walks through the door that needs a Bible, pick it up and put it to use. So we've been talking about what's inside a blessing today. And I, of course, posted that at ChristianCarGuy.com. And we talked about kneeling under authority and we talked about, you know, 
what it means. And, and, and originally, God's original blessing, he said, go be fruitful and multiply. I mean, he blessed man and he said, go. So there's, a, there's an idea of the body of Christ right there that he, he wants it to be a big blessing to not only him, but to others as we connect and, and, and kind of mingle our roots there to how that works. And so we talked about the camel and we, we talked about the roots, <laughs> but I don't know what, when you really think about that blessing, right? I, I have a friend that says, you know, when you look at the, I think it's, I'm going to probably say this wrong, the ironic blessing, the one where Aaron is blessing, it says, may you know, the Lord's face shine upon you. And, you know, if God is facing you, you know, then inside of that, here's this huge blessing. And as we talked about earlier, apart from me, you can do nothing. Well, I told you that there was this lady, the Jesus Labor Love, Car Repair Labor for Single Moms and Widows. We had, a couple weeks ago, asked if there was anybody in South Carolina that had a car that they would be willing to donate that weren't using or whatever. And I was really, we were praying and hoping that God would come through for this lady. And then she responded with, you know, it it wasn't, she wasn't being in any way disrespectful. She was, you could just see her inner self was saying, God doesn't come through for me. And how many times have I said that myself? God doesn't come through for me. It's because the enemy's clearly trying to get us to bite onto that hook and say God's not coming through for me, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so here's a lady, honestly, her roots could use some more intertwining <laughs> and more of us could be praying that she could break that agreement that God's not going to come through for her because I believe God is going to come through for her. And as I told her in, in, in my response, I said, prayers are answered in God's time and, and he's doing something. It's going to blow our minds. I know it will. Please don't lose hope. Just keep believing. I don't know what the blessing's going to be, but there will be one because he is going to come through and he's going to come through in his time. You know, the perfect example is as the story you shared earlier with the, okay, God kept tugging on your heart. You needed to call this, and you've had that that email for days, and then the day you called was the day she lost her key. The, the initial need was already taken care of. She'd already had the battery, but why did God lay it on your heart to call that morning? Right, right. He's he's in there, and, and, and the neat thing about prayer is that, we get to make that connection, that relationship. We get to, you know, get in there and, and actually spend time with the Lord. And that in itself is a huge answer to prayer in my world. I mean, I have no idea how I would take on the winds and the rain and all the things I face, the fire, et cetera, et cetera, if, if I didn't have that connection. Yeah. I mean, just lay it at the cross sometimes. That's all we can do. We, and I've said it multiple times. We can't have all the answers, and, and the answers. There's only one, one real answer, and that's that's our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, all the other stuff is, we just got to wait on His time, and be humble. Right, which gets back to that kneeling. Yeah. Right. At some point, we have to. I can't do this by myself. I I I need a Savior. <laughs> I got to have, you know, this relationship, primary, in order for these other things to work. And, and they're all in there, and I, I, I kind of feel like I'm 
punching out of my weight class trying to talk about this because it just seems way more than I can even begin to grasp in my head. But, you know, I'm, I'm just sitting here going, okay, God, you gave me this this week. You gave me this this week. You gave me that. So I just, you know, want to talk about it. Yeah. It, you know, you talk about uh, Jesus' labor of love. You know, it's, you know, God wants us to to help others. I mean, I think it's one of the callings we have in this community. We read all through the Bible how important community of believers are. I mean, we look at the New Testament church. We look at God, you know, iron sharpens iron. One brother, need two brothers, three brothers are stronger than, you know, just all of those examples. And that's sort of what everything we do should be about. I mean, even the Jesus labor of love. If it's, you can only pray for that ministry, that's, that's one of those strands of roots. If you can donate, that's another strand for that route. Whatever it may be, your service center. Just Yeah, huh? it's, it's some awesome stuff. Well, now stay tuned because we got our next episode of Christian Car Guy Theater, River Rock Restoration, which is about the body of Christ. So much fun. Stay tuned. You don't want to miss this one. It's really amazing. Well, if you ever for Christian Car Guy Theater with today's episode, River Rock Restoration. Previously on the Jailhouse Justice finale, Bad Brad came to Christ. So now I guess he's not so bad Brad. God drew Brad to himself with the help of Lazarus, Allie, Dr. Sonny, and his daughter, Christy. This has the under the hood gang of Jimmy's Jeep puzzling over what's gonna happen to Lazarus and not so bad Brad. Anita Intake is concerned over the recent converts. Estoy confundido. What will happen, mi amigos? Both Lazarus and not-so-bad Brad are both kidnappers, see? I hate to see them go to prison when they have come this far. Everything is so up in the air. You know what I'm saying, Fernando Fuel Injector? Hey, no te preocupes, my little Chaquita Anita. God has a plan. You can count on it. These two have been set free from bigger prisons. Yep, they kind of had a uh, Yule injection, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the choke is on me, Fernando, my husband. You're so good under pressure. Come on, gang. This is a job for Grace. And Gracie Gaystack knows Grace. And our little under-the-hood team knows who is full of grace and truth, don't we? Our little town would be so much more the body of Christ with these two saints not incarcerated. Isn't that right, Frenchie Fender? Oui, oui, Gracie. <laughs> the body of Christ. Oh, I like that. We are adding to the body of Christ with these two new saints, Lazarus and not-so-bad Brad. <laughs> I love your body language, Gracie Casting. Well, you need to pray before these guys end up in the tank. Oh, yeah, prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, I know prayer. Yeah, because, see, I am a praying motor oil, unlike some of them other motor oils. Mm-hmm. See, prayer is what we need, like a period. It could bring an end to their sentence. You get it? Period, end of the sentence. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I come up with these. Yeah, see, now that would be slick. And Mosey Motorola, in addition to prayer, no slick. Isn't that right, Tammy Tensioner? 
Slick like grease glass, Mosey Motor Oil. And we gotta pray, Gracie, that they slide into the grace that they need so they won't get in car serrated. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we need grace for Lazarus and Brad, Lord, and these poor... Meanwhile, over at the courthouse, the state police and the FBI were both trying to expedite Lazarus and Brad. Look here, you two. Nobody's taking anyone anywhere. Not out of the River Rock jail without a court order. So, where is your judge? Uh, what kind of backwoods town are you running here, Sheriff? Yeah, Sheriff. You and I both know these criminals need some serious prison time. Well, you two could just simmer down here. There's a way things are done here in River Rock. And when her honor arrives, you'll have your say and not until then. <laughs> oh, oh, here, here she comes now. <clears throat> All rise, the Honorable Mayor Elvira Merriweather, Judge of the First District of Beaver County, presiding. You may be seated. Oh, brother, get a load of that hick. <sighs> Look, she got all gussied up for us. <laughs> Is that a fur collar on that robe? I hear you two boys whispering over there. Why don't you just tell the court what you've been saying? Uh, uh, um, uh, um, yes, yes, Your Honor, uh, we were just admiring your, uh, robe there, uh, mm -hmm. quite stylish, if you don't mind my saying so, uh, is that, uh, is that a, uh, is that a beaver collar you got there, Your Honor? <laughs> oh, no, that would be too chic for River Rock. This is muskrat, caught right on Beaver Creek. Now, what brings you two fine officers here to our little old courthouse? Uh, yes, Your Honor. FBI agent Kent here is to extradite Noir Richter back to Washington, D.C. on charges of racketeering. And I'm here to extradite Bradley Boyd to Denver to face charges of kidnapping. Well, Agent Kent and Officer... What's your name, Officer? Uh, Dibble. Officer Dibble, Your Honor. That dog cat got your tongue there, Officer Dibble? <laughs> Uh, sorry, couldn't resist. Uh, I'm sure you've seen that darn cat. Who hasn't seen that? You know, Haley Mills? To my knowledge, gentlemen, no charges have been brought on Noir, as you call him, or Bradley Boyd. So we have got some work to do right here in River Rock before any extraditing is happening. Sheriff, has Christy or Bob and Bonnie filed any formal charges? No, Your Honor. They have dropped all charges. Well then, you two run along here and we'll let you know if any charges are brought. You have got to be kidding me, lady. One more outburst like that, Special Agent Kent, and I'll charge you with contempt. Is Kent your first name or your last name? Uh, my last name, Your Honor. But uh, really, you would let these two loose in a sleepy little town like this? Now, that's like letting Lex Luthor loose on Mayberry, Your Honor. Agent Kent, is it? Hmm. Any relation to Clark? That would be just super, don't you think? And helpful to get you out of the River Rock Jail, being the man of steel and all. Do you have any more contemptuous words for us, Agent Kent? Uh, uh, mm, mm, no, Your Honor, no, no, uh-uh, no. Case closed, dismissed, or whatever. Go home, boys. 
All right, all right, you heard the judge, the Honorable Judge Merriweather. Now, you boys can move along. We'll call you if we need you, Clark Kent. <laughs> yes, this being River Rock, we have a phone booth no one's used for years. Over on Mountain Street, Agent Kent. <laughs> Maybe you can fly there. <laughs> That's right, Eustace. Speaking of phones, don't call us, boys. Just do a flyover. I'm sure your x-ray vision will suffice. <laughs> yep. And that is what we call River Rock Justice. Now, here's Danny Dipstick and Randy Radiator to review today's episode. <laughs> Randy, that was the perfect ending for Officer Dibble. And I believe Agent Kent. They underestimated Judge Merriweather and her muskrat collar. They didn't know she was a muskrat a tear in that robe. <laughs> yeah, Daddy. <laughs> Judge Merriweather's shots were faster than a speeding bullet. Her train of thought was more powerful than a locomotive. She was able to leap small-minded agents with a single gavel pound. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> you know, it never ceases to amaze me how things can turn around when we repent and turn to Christ. <laughs> yep, Brandy. Not so bad Brad and Lazarus can now settle down free from any charges right here in River Rock. In fact, if they go camping, there'll be no more criminal intent. <laughs> right, Randy? Yeah, they campers, huh, Danny? Well, that's a lot of bunk. <laughs> well, once more time, say goodbye, Danny. <laughs> See you later, Radiator. How fun is that? Christian Carguy Theater, and now available 39 episodes at the podcast page at christiancarguy.com, all absolutely free. What a treasure provided by the gifted voice actors and actresses there at the cast and crew page at christiancarguy.com. All of them absolutely volunteers, and I hope you get half as much pleasure out of listening to these as we do doing them. Again, christiancarguy.com, and while you're there, check out the Jesus Labor of Love car repair labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. The opportunities you have to pray for the applicants or give as you may feel led, it's all there at christiancarguy.com as well as what we talked about today, the, the Ugandan Bible need and the address and how to connect to those people and send that Bible that's been sitting around your house. We are honored that you would spend your time listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. What dear friends we have on all these now 67 radio stations that carry the show across the country. In closing, let me just remind you, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went and got it all done in 33 years. Thanks for listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com. I'm Peter Rosenberger, and this is today's Caregiver Minute. Valentine's Day, birthdays, anniversaries, all these days have something in common for many caregivers. They don't often come with a card from a loved one struggling with dementia or some other type of impairment. Think about this. Why not pick out the card that that loved one would give you if they weren't impaired? What about that parent? Even if the relationship is fractured, but you're still being a caregiver, why not get the card that an emotionally and physically healthy parent would give to you? Pick out the one that affirms the amazing person you are. What you're doing is reinforcing your own heart, your own self-esteem, and your value. 
See, this is important as a caregiver because all of these things take such a regular beating. It's okay for you to get your own card. And while you're at it, slip a $10 bill in there so you can buy yourself a treat. Today's Caregiver Minute with Peter Rosenberger is brought to you by MediShare, healthcare savings you can believe in. There's more information at MediShare.com.